Welcome back to Growth Colony. For those of you who are first time listeners, you'll be hearing from B2B founders, CMOs and marketing leaders. We chat about the newest and most effective tools and strategies in the B2B space. I'm Alex Hipwell with Xgrowth and your co-host for this podcast, where we go candid with our guest successes and failures, so you don't make the same mistakes. At least hopefully you don't. Let's dive in. So um, today we got, uh, we got Sean. So uh, just uh, give me a hand to welcome Sean. Thanks so much for joining us. Grab a seat, sorry, grab a seat. Now my shoelace came undone crazy. Oh, nice. <laughs> difficult times. Um, but uh, thanks so much for joining no, us. It's, uh, it's awesome to have you. Appreciate it. Um, now, uh, look, I think, I think before we start, it would be great to give a quick intro about, um, about your journey of, uh, you know, what, how, how did you get here in a, in a startup world? Um, and, uh, oh, you know, we'll make it short, we'll make it short, <laughs> make, make, it a, make it a quick elevator pitch um, of how you got here, sure. and then we'll talk about car deals to me. Yeah, done. Um, so my name is Sean Sumru. Um, I am the founder um, of Car Deals to Me, uh, along with Thomas Schmidl, uh, who's our co-founder and also CTO. Um, we launched our platform uh, in February 2017, uh, which feels like it was years ago now, because um, there's, there's been a lot of water under the bridge. Um, I am not the technical side. Um, I used to be a car dealer. I know, don't, don't hate me because of that. Um, but I, I, I started off in the, in the automotive retail side um, about 15 years ago. Um, and I, I worked all my way up. Um, my, my dream was to be a dealer principal and own my own franchise and so on and so forth. And at 30, I got there. And at 30 and a half, I hated it. Um, so this whole thing that I worked to, to, to be and do, I, I just absolutely hated it. I didn't like the culture. I didn't like, I didn't like the business. I, I saw things changing. And that was a big issue for me. Um, so uh, a, couple of, a couple of tipping points happened in the business. Um, and an opportunity came for me to be able to walk away um, from, from that, and I, and I did. Um, and that was interstate, uh, so I, I have a family, uh, I have a wife and three little kids, and so we moved back home to, to Melbourne. Um, and, and I went back into the industry, um, just at a different position, I was, I was a general manager of a business. Um, and I, it just the, the love wasn't there, I, I just didn't like it anymore, and, and I thought something had to give. Um, and and I, I walked away um, from uh, another potential ownership in, in a company uh, to, to do... I, I didn't leave to become a startup because um, I didn't actually know what that meant or what, what that was. Um, I had a concept in my, in my head of, of what this platform or, or what this solution was going to do for people, um, but I didn't quite know how to execute that. Um, and that's why I, I ran to Thomas um, and we, we kind of pieced it all together. Um, and I think from there, it's been a roller coaster. So our, our platform card is to me, and I'll swing right into that if you don't mind. Yeah, um, yeah we we um, it's it, it sounds really simple, and, and the app, uh, which because it's an app, because everyone loves apps, um, is is a really simple uh, product. But to, to get it to its simplicity has taken a lot of time and a lot of fine tuning. So like I mentioned, the, the app was released in Australia in February 17, um, to coincide with Pause Fest, um, and then we launched into New Zealand in March 2017. And from then to now, there's been so many changes and iterations. But essentially what it does is uh, we allow consumers to anonymously get the best deal on new cars and used cars um, in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and also now Canada, um, but I'll get into that in a second. Um, but we, um, we, we, we changed the game. So the, the car buying experience has never been exciting for anyone. So we, we took away 
the, the ability to be harassed or followed up or anything like that. We, we, we gave power back to the consumer. Um, but it's the dealers who pay us, right? So the, the platform's completely free for consumers. So we had to have that inside uh, dealership knowledge and industry knowledge to be able to go and pitch to dealerships that, hey, look, all that information you've been getting, we're not going to give you that, but you have to give us money. Right, so that was that was a really big change in, in the way that these dealerships operate, and 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 it, it's it's funny to say it out loud because obviously it wasn't people didn't dive into it obviously, so we, we had a lot of challenges. Um, I, I think what got us through that was having really in depth knowledge of that industry because um, I'd been in it for so long and and we knew exactly what the gaps were, what the pain points were, and how to drive value to those dealers. Um, but what we essentially did was create this, this platform, um, and, and to give you an idea of our demographics, our biggest user base in Australia are females between the ages of 25 to 35 from Asian background, um, and our biggest volume brand is Mercedes-Benz in this country. So kind of gives you an idea of, of the, the kind of cars that, that we, we tend to shift and, and play with. Um, so it, it's, it's, been a, it, it's, it's been a journey, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but that's yeah, that's gonna, a quick pitch. That's awesome. Yeah. We're going to jump into that um, and and talk about it. But maybe you know you, you talked about um, your your you've launched in Canada, uh, but uh, really quick, give us an idea of like the size of the team or the size of the number of users or whatever that you can share. Yeah, sure. Um, that would be awesome because I think one of the one of the really fascinating things that you guys you guys have done is is scale this into. Into three country with a quite a small team. So, um, so can you tell us maybe give us a little bit of understanding of what's the size of the business? What are we looking at here? Um, yeah, sure. So, so car deals to me in Australia sees sees uh, about 250 leads per day come through the system here in Australia. We see about 80 to 100 come through the system in New Zealand per day, and in Canada currently we're running about 250 a day. Um, so that it's it's a it's a relatively decent size ship in terms of lead volume and consumer traction. Um, we've only been in Canada since October the 13th. Um, I, so I <laughs> don't know what day it is. Um, but it's, it's, it's been a journey, it's, it's been a run. But in terms of the size of the team, our core team is literally two people. So it's literally myself and literally Thomas. Um, and then we scale up and scale down people where we need them um, in terms of development, in terms of, in terms of uh, um, assistance in, in, in uh, follow-ups and, and contact centers and so on and so forth. So we try and keep it exceptionally lean and that certainly helps um, when you're not worrying to, to, to pay for staff that are, that are you know, sitting around doing nothing or, or, or not being utilized 100% of the time. So I, I, think, I think what we've developed is, is a really good way to do things. Um, and that's where our partnerships come into, come into the floor. So we're, we've kind of, we're, we're completely bootstrapped to this point. Um, we haven't raised a cent. We have walked away from a couple of different investment uh, channels that we could have gone down, um, and, and we're, I, I'm pretty proud of that um, to, to a certain extent because now we own this this thing that's now in three countries, and we're about to start to look to raise a round for our US launch, which is slated for next year. So, yeah, that's amazing. Okay, yeah, let's talk about partnerships. Um, I think it's uh, it's really fascinating how you scaled, and and when we were talking previously, you did that through partnerships. Okay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about first of all, like how does a partner, what does a partnership look like? Because I think when when people talk about growth, a lot of people talk about the hacks, the Facebook. I did this on Facebook, or I created this viral YouTube video, and and this happened, and that happened, and I tweaked this. Partnerships don't sound sexy. 
um, but, uh, but they can be very effective. So maybe tell us a little bit about how you approach partnerships and what those partnerships mean to you. Yeah, so, so we, um, partnerships are a really important part of our business. Yeah? Having such a small team, we can't do everything. Um, but what we've managed to, to do is we built really good technology and a really good product that people used off the bat and refined that. Right? So we, we refined certain points of it to add value to consumers, to add value to dealers, and to get us to a point where we were able to invoice our first dealers and to get some revenue back. And, and it gave us this, this understanding of how this business would look. We then took that model, we started knocking on a lot of doors, um, and, and we we're like, hey, we've got this thing that does this, and it's seeing X, Y, Z in revenue, growth, and consumers, and downloads, and so on and so forth. And what that does is you start to have conversations with people, and the person that you talk to might not be the person, but they're like, hey, I've actually got a friend who does X, Y, Z in this country, and then all of a sudden that door opens, and you start to have those conversations. Like, we've had thousands of conversations with so many different verticals and, and even in the automotive industry that I've gone absolutely nowhere. And we've had so many no's and we've had so many people not waste our time, but like we, we, we go down a path and that path leads to nowhere. Um, but that, that's certainly been important for us. So we, we, we get to a point in, in, in our partnerships where we look to see people who can drive us value. So in Canada, Canada is a really big geography um, and you certainly can't do Australia, New Zealand and Canada with a team of caught seven to 11 people. Like it's not gonna happen. Um, so in Canada, our partner is a big finance company, like they're a publicly listed finance company. Um, and what that gave us was um, an ability to have a deal network already established because they had their own dealers. They have in the vicinity of 600 dealers. Um, so we had all these dealers that we could access easily. Um, there's no equity or exchange or anything like that. We completely own the business and the entity and the technology. What we offer them is innovation and a unique seller proposition to their dealers and to also their consumers and also their shareholders that they're innovating. So they essentially look at us to drive innovation for them. Um, and, and as a little Aussie company that probably most of you have never heard of, um, that's pretty cool. Like it allows us to, to scale, allows us to grow, and allows us to, to, to do things that uh, certainly isn't possible from, from a company that's hyper-local focused or a company that's looking to, to raise a big seed round for local investors that'll keep you here essentially for a long time while you prove out your concept. Um, so it's, it's, um, it, it's allowed us to, to, to really take some, take some uh, risk, right? And then there's a saying, you gotta risk it for the biscuit, right? Like it's, it's, it's really important. Um, and I think we've done that. Uh, and and, and what's, what's important with that is we, we've tried. I've tried so many things and, and not everything works. Like, you know, we're, we've thrown so much. I, I look at it now in hindsight, I'm like, ah, that was such a waste of dollars or that was a waste of like money. And like, you know, with, with not an unlimited piece of string that, that we have, it, it's, it's hard to allocate those funds. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna come to where you wasted money for sure. Oh, yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, that definitely gonna touch <laughs> on that because I think you've, you told me some interesting stuff. Can't wait. Um, but uh, let's talk about you know, it's very interesting. I'm going to go very beginning when you, when sure. you, shared, when you said um, that you approached so many companies and you knocked on so many doors because it, it kind of feels like that is not around anymore. Like a lot of people say, you know, it's all behind closed doors and it's all online and yeah. how can we sell it online? Give us an idea because, you know, I think it was, it was the first time that I got exposed to sales that I realized 
how much of a hard job it is, how many times you've got to hear no. And if you, you, know, if you really are not prepared for it, you're going you're gonna to drop it and you're, gonna not, you're not going to go uh, after it yeah. after a couple of times, especially in the early days where, you, where you're sloppy and you're not that great. Oh, it gets dark. Um, it gets real dark. Exactly. Yeah. So, so how many, you know, to give us an idea. You said thousands, but how, how does it work? How many, you know, how do you go? Let's say you want to you establish a partnership right now sure. in, in Texas, right? And you right. want to you you move to Texas. Yeah. Um, the, the buyers, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> how would you go about yeah. Um, yeah. establishing some partnerships? So, so what, what's really funny, and, and, and so we, we've had the, the blessings of being able to, we, we got picked up for London Tech Week for Vic Gov, and we went over to London last year and, and did a whole, you know, shake hands, kiss baby thing over there and, and got to meet a whole bunch of different startups and, and that was great. Um, we, we went to San Fran with Google for Entrepreneurs earlier this year um, for Startup Grind and that was great. We got to meet a whole different culture of, of startups and so on and so forth and, and since then we've been back a couple of times. But one thing I noticed that was odd about the Australian startup scene is no one talks about this stuff. Like everyone's so hush-hush. Everyone's like, oh, if I, if I mention something, someone's going to steal it. Right? Oh, right? Hot tip, no one cares, right? So the first person I spoke to about our idea wasn't Thomas, wasn't my dad, wasn't my mum, wasn't my wife. It was car sales. All right. Yeah. I, I, I was like, screw it. Right? What are they going to, like, it's not what are they going to do? But I had, I had connections within car sales that were high up, and I just wanted to get a gauge of what they thought of this concept. Like they are the pinnacle of automotive retail in Australia and they do such a good job and their team is amazing, right? And they can, if they watch this, they can certainly send a check. You guys have my number. Um, but like, you know, it's, it's what they do and what they've grown in this country is phenomenal. Um, so if I want to beat the best, I have to know what they do. And I had good insight to how the business operated from a dealer point of view, because I'd used it for 15 years, right? But what I, what, what I was able to see was a little bit of the internals. And, and we've, we've kept that channel open, right? We've spoken to the guys at Drive, we've spoken to the guys at Car Advice, we've spoken to, to, to many, many different industry players who most people would be like, oh, you can't talk to them, they're the competitor. <coughs> What's really cool about what we do is that we're super nimble, we're super agile, and we're able to, to deploy really quickly. That doesn't mean we do things perfectly, but it gives us the opportunity to have conversations. And without having conversation, you'll never know. Like I, I specifically remember having a conversation literally at the start of this year with, with, with um, someone quite high up at car sales, at car sales, and they gave me a great idea about marketing. And we certainly used it and it worked. And they literally said to me, look, we're not gonna do it because it's not what we do, but try this. And we did. So little nuggets of gold come out of conversations. If you can't communicate your idea or if you're very insular about, oh, like someone's like, you're not gonna get anywhere. Right, and, and that, 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 that uh, conversation about Texas, we would have launched in Texas tomorrow. I would literally, I hope we don't. We, we got a little bit on at the moment. Um, so, but like, you know, if we were to launch into Texas, we would, we would uh, I would target a key dealer group, um, or I would go target the, the, the big automotive uh, providers in the US, um, which we already have, um, because that what was- What does target mean? How does that, can, can you yeah. take us through the process? Um, so it's it's a lot of sitting there. Emails, is it? Yeah, you know, it's 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 network, like it's LinkedIn. cold. What, it's, what yeah, it's a, it's a, a LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an amazing tool, um, and and cold emails are an amazing thing, um, and it's amazing how many people high up certain corporate trees have their email listed on their corporate websites, 
and it's literally like, hi, Jim, you don't know me, but we're a small Aussie startup and we're planning on coming to your geography and blah, 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 blah. Um, do you have five minutes for a conversation or can we shoot you a deck about what we do um, and see what happens? And three things are gonna happen. You're either gonna get a, please never contact us again. You're either, <laughs> got, got lots of those. Um, you, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a um, nothing. You're gonna get fresh air, right? Um, and the really fun thing is when you get fresh air on LinkedIn, you can see, because it gives you like a little face, like the profile picture of when the person reads it. So you see, and you're like, I know you've read it. And you're like, you're watching it, and you're watching it, you're like, dude, respond. And then like the next day, like, that guy's a jerk, right? <laughs> totally didn't respond. And then like a few weeks go by, and you're like, maybe he missed it. And like, you'll go like message him again. And you're like, no, nah, he hates me. <laughs> right? <laughs> but then like, you know, it, it's, it's persistence. Um, like, you know, and, and, and that, that, that's what it is. Like, you know, I, I, do we rely on partnerships to, to grow? And is that our forever plan? No, it's not. Is it our plan right now to scale and to, to, to build a business? Hell yeah, it certainly is. And, and, and that's how we do it. It's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of feeling out. It's a lot of conversations. It's a lot of random conversations at barbecues with people. Like I was at a random party in South Gippsland like for a kid's fifth birthday. And I met a guy who literally is in the hometown of where, we, like, where our partner is in Canada. And he happens to be in charge of a massive ag um, dealership community. So they've got something in the vicinity of 70 odd dealerships, right? Uh, for agricultural tools like harvesters and tractors. And, and, and we told him about our product. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, I'm back there in May next year. We need a talk. And I was like, cool, right? So all of a sudden, a connection, right? But if you don't talk about it, you don't get it. And these little Patagonia tops that you see me wearing, they, they look swish and they were super expensive. But what they do is they, they help us have conversations, right? Like, as, as silly as that sounds, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conversation. People are like, oh, cool top. Or like, what's that about? Or what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm car dealers to me. I'm like, never heard of it. Perfect, right? And, and that, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that someone's never heard of it. So I get to do my pitch, right? And, and it's, it's all about conversations. Like, we're, we're launching a platform into Vietnam. My Vietnamese is terrible because I don't know it at all. So is Thomas's. So that was, that was approached. We, we had someone who was in the Vietnamese market, who was Australian, who we went on a that, that London trip with, um, come up to us at a totally random event um, for Vic Trade, and they're like, hey, I've been thinking about your platform. And I was like, wow, it's so random. Like, who thinks about, like, I think about my platform, Tom thinks about that platform. <laughs> that makes sense, right? This random guy thinking about a platform was really weird. And he's like, I think we should do something in Vietnam. And I took a sip of my champagne, and I went, hmm, maybe we should do motorcycles. Guess what's launching next year? Moto to me is launching in Vietnam next year, right? So, like that was a random event and way too much champagne, but we got there, right? And 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 what's amazing about that is it's 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 all these different conversations and 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 and, and synergies, and, and all of a sudden someone who has nothing to do with your in industry is just like you know what I, I want I want to be a part of that, or I can see it working in X Y Z. Like you know we've we've been pitched using our technology for things like real estate and. What else? Yeah, yeah, all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and, and we can't entertain it all, because that doesn't make sense, and that removes our focus. Um, but what we can do is, is, is pick and choose and, and really try and pick things apart and, and find the right people to make it happen. That's amazing. Um, before moving and talking about what hasn't worked. Um, you really want that, don't you? Yeah, I really want to get there. Um, so uh, what about, 
Do you have a process that you go about when it comes to your networking and, and, and reaching out and, yeah. and so on and so forth? How does, how does that work for you? How does so, that look so like? It, it, it's different for different occasions. Uh, <laughs> that sounds really weird. But if, 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 so if, we, if we network tonight, I would give you a card. And I'm, I'm a really big believer in cards. And cards have been, and, and by cards, I mean business cards. Um, business cards have been phenomenal for us, right? So we give a business card and we like to accept a business card. And literally the next morning, we will email you. Right, and say thank you for the connection. Right, regardless of what it is, whether you, whether you you have some kind of connection with our business, whether you're in the same industry, completely different industry, or whether you're a penguin herder, regardless of what you do, we um, you know, it, it's a connection. And and you know what, the random penguin herder turns out his dad owns six dealerships. Right, <laughs> you never know. And we've had, I, I remember, yeah, right. Look, it's a very niche market, <laughs> but they're out there. They're really out there. Yeah, good guys. Uh, and girls, uh, okay. yeah. Uh, but like you know, uh, so so we, I met a, I met a guy in London who who does interior fitouts, like he does home decor and so on and so forth. And I was like, cool guy to chat to. That was a fun five minutes of my life. Dropped him the email like I do every time I exchange a bunch of cards, um, and literally he emailed back saying, I forgot to mention, um, I like our company does dealership fitouts, and here's a connection for the UK's biggest Toyota group, the CEO. And I've connected you on this email. I'm like, wow, like, right? Like, what are the, what are the odds? And, and, and the odds are actually really, really quite low. Like, I, I met this gentleman last night who knew one of my ex-staff. Um, and I'm sure if we all chatted after this, there'll be some odd degree of, of connection because that's just how it works. Gotcha. Yeah. So follow-ups. 100% follow-ups. Yeah. And then on, so that, that, that's in the social situation where you're able to exchange cards. Um, in, in, in LinkedIn and stuff like that, it's, it's cold. Um, and then, like, you know, you don't want to be a troll and you don't want to be a spammer because um, that, that'll get you booted off LinkedIn, won't it, Tom? But, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> but, but what you can do is, like, you know, you've got to do it tastefully and you've got you've to push value, right? So if you're trying to make a connection with someone, you have to show them that you're going to drive them value because you're reaching out to them. You can't be wanting to be like, hey, I need you for X, Y, Z. There's got to be a mutually beneficial connection or there's no point. So think about that. Yeah, and I get there's so many LinkedIn requests that come out. They're now. all from me. Yeah, well, no, no, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. But these days, I mean, LinkedIn is, is just become so spammy. And I get, yeah. you know, I get all these requests where somebody do, is. Do you written, accept them? Um, I sometimes do if, if, you know, if it's interesting, I'll have a look at the profile. Why don't you accept them? Um, no, most of them I do, yeah. but then I'm surprised at the immediate pitch afterwards that I'm dead pitched um, something to sell. I'm like, all right, I'm not interested. Thanks. I tell you um, what's really funny, and, and, and Thomas yells at me about this all the time. So even, and so does my wife, like, you know, all those random phone calls that you get at night about people trying to sell you energy plans and, and all that? Um, I talk to them, right? But I don't talk to them about what they're doing. I ask them about the sales process, right? I'm like, I'm like what are your KPIs? And they're like, what? I'm like, and, and they hang up on me too. No, no, but it's, I, I find it really, no. I, okay, yeah, everyone's just going, wow, that guy's a weirdo. But like, I, I find it really interesting, right? I find it really interesting that they've obviously got a room full of people smashing phones, right? They're making phone call after phone call, getting hung up, getting sworn at, getting whatever, right? But there has to be a big ROI. That's why they keep doing it. So I, I found that whole, like, you know, I ask him, I, I was trying to have a conversation. And like, even like, you know, I, I think there was one, like we've got something in the vicinity of like 65 domains on, on our domain account. Don't ask, that's another story. But 
what happens, one of them, I, we forgot to put privacy on and I got, I got pinged by all these requests for, um, sorry, I got, got pinged by all these requests for uh, you know, connection and SEO services and blah, 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 blah. And, and Thomas is like, why don't we just put privacy? And I'm like, no, no, let's feel these calls, right? So I literally filled all of them, right? And I had conversations and like there's people that you meet who are like a developer in Bangladesh. But you know what? The guy doesn't sound like he's nowhere. Like you ask him a few questions and all of a sudden you're like, huh, this could be a good backup. Or you know, if we're gonna do X, Y, Z, this might come into hand. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it's funny how, how entitled a lot of people think. They're like, oh, well, why am I requesting, why am I saying yes to this? Who do you think you are? Why is he not saying no to these people? Like, just accept the request, it's LinkedIn. Like, you don't have to do anything. You just hit yes, and then, you know what? Something amazing might happen. Like, you know, I, I don't think I'm above anyone, and, and I certainly hope that you guys don't either. It's, it's just a LinkedIn request. Everyone needs to just chill out and, yeah, like, don't, don't, don't be so prissy about your LinkedIn network, like, Jesus, right? Going back, accepting all. Yeah, good, you should. <laughs> Done. You should. Um, okay, let's talk about, um, let's talk about what hasn't worked, yep. right? What are, the, what are the channels that you've approached um, and tried, and maybe some of the money that you wasted? Not wasted, learned. Lessons that you've learned from, uh, from channels that, that, that didn't work for, uh, for, for car deals to me. Yeah, look, uh, a big thing that we wasted, <laughs> wasted, a big thing that we learned, honestly, um, we, we learned a lot from hiring staff. Um, people are useless. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Try and code all the people out of your business. That's my hot topic. No, no, so, so we, we, we tried a few things. Why like, is that? Tell us, tell us why. So, That's a controversial so, topic. So no, why, why, why is, is that? Is it controversial? Um, because like, you know, let, let, let's look at that. You, you're trying Just to- Just reading, uh, reading the room. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. Startup Kanye, right? Um, so so what, what happens is, so like, you know, you, you as a founder or you as a business owner have to create a system where like, you know, you, if you go down this path of, of being a startup and, and, and being a business owner, that's anything, whether you want to start up that penguin herding business that you told me about earlier, like whatever it is, you need to own it and you need to do it. And there's going to be some very dark times and there's going to be some very bad places. There's going to be some times where you don't know how you're going to pay the mortgage, pay the bills, pay the electricity, your phone's already off so they can't turn it anymore off. Like, you know, there's, there's, going to be, there's going to be so many dark days. If you don't own it and live it and everyone else in your immediate team also own it and live it, there's no point in them being on the team, right? And if, if, if a dollar figure is all you do it for, you're not gonna, startups not for you. Just saying, it's, it's a long, hard road and all the money we've made has gone straight back into something else, right? So it's, it's perpetually challenging and, and building a product, like I mentioned, like it doesn't, there's no stagnant product. All the, the products that are stagnant don't go anywhere. It's, it's constant refinement. It's constant building, it's new features, it's new geographies, it's nuances for that geography, it's a translation service, it's a, hey, this country wants it to do this, hey, this country wants encrypted search, like all kinds of crazy stuff, right? But it's things that you can't plan for initially until you hit market. Um, and, and, and consumers will tell you how your product gets used. Like we never built, like my, the, the product was never built for young Asian people to buy Mercedes Benzes on. Like that wasn't a key demographic that we, built the platform for. That's just who really uses the heck out of it here in Australia. And then for like, it's the exact same platform in Canada. 
and our biggest demographic are males over the age of 40 looking to buy used cars under 40 grand. Mm. Right. right. So okay. the, the market will dictate how that works. But in, in terms of coming so back people, to people, coming back to yeah, yeah. So, uh, so coding pe people out of your business. Yeah, it's 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 hard, um, but and it comes down to that desire, right? So people have to be in it for the right reasons. Like you don't join a startup to get rich tomorrow. Well, I <laughs> certainly didn't work for us. If you guys have a different experience, but it certainly it certainly hasn't worked for us. But I, I, it's 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 a culture thing, right? So I think I think a lot of people feel entitled to, to certain things and it comes back to the entitlement as well. Like, you know, they're like, oh, I, I need a job that's gonna pay for me, my mortgage, my blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know what, you have to sell that house, you have to eat noodles, you have to tell your kids, guess what guys, one present this year for Christmas, right? Like, you know, you, and, and like, I came off a really big base, right? Like, I, I, I decided to take that step and I thought I would be okay. Like, you know, I had a little bit of money in the bank, we're gonna be okay, man. It's, it's only been since February 17. And it feels like it's been years. Like, I think I started with some kind of hair. And that's, like, <laughs> I didn't, that's a lie. I didn't start with any hair. So, but I think my beard's gone more gray. Um, but like, you know, it's, a, it's, it, it's definitely a journey and it, it's definitely an experience. And, and coming back to people, you need the right people. And, and sometimes the right people that you have to start seem like the right people. If they leave, it's not because they're leaving you. You can't take it personally. They're just not, They've had enough of whatever was that restriction or whatever their pain point was, and everyone's got a everyone's got a everyone's got a point, right? And I think that's what I'm getting at. So, like you know, I don't hate people. Um, that would be weird, um, but I think I think it's certainly a the, out of all the things that have let me down, it's been people. Gotcha. Have you? Um, and this is moving away a little bit from topic, but um, have you found a way to evaluate people? that would fit what you're looking for or not not is that still uh in uh you know in r d it's, it's definitely an r d and i don't think there's one set model and it's certainly not one set model for for every business like you know it's like you know it's a like our, our pitch for someone saying would be like hey who wants to go see the world and get paid nothing right like that that's what we do yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly what we do and build something fun and engage with customers and and at the moment, because because uh, Canada's so new and, and Canada's eating up so much of our time and, and resources, like I'll, I'll show you on my app afterwards. Um, I, I have a sleep tracker app, and, and Thomas knows this, and I keep referring to Thomas because this is a this what you see here is 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 what a lot of pain and it's literally a relationship. Like you know you you know you find out a lot about people when when you share hotel rooms in, in San Francisco, right? So it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a deep deep dive all the way down to the bottom, but it's, what, 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 what no, but honestly it is, like, you know, but it's, there's, there's no, there's no model, there's no, there's no secret code, like, Thomas could get a better offer tomorrow to, to go back to industry or to IBM, to Microsoft or to whatever, right, and, and if he chooses to take that opportunity, I can't sit there and be like, oh, don't leave me, man, like, you know, that everyone's in this for a certain point and everyone's got their price, so. Cool, gotcha, all right. Channels that didn't work yeah. for car deals for me. Anything comes up? Yeah, so Facebook didn't work for us here in Australia. Okay. Yeah, um, which is unusual. Um, uh, so, so Facebook didn't work. We, we dumped a lot of money and a lot of time into to targeting and reaching out to people here. Um, turns out it works really great in Canada. It's working in Canada. It works amazing in Canada, right? Um, for, 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 uh, this is for us. Like, you know, this is one specific business, not, you know, other people have some different 
opinions, but, but for us, we, we, we dumped a lot of money into Facebook um, trying to acquire consumers, um, and that didn't really work for us. Um, LinkedIn, we, we tried LinkedIn ads for, because for, the way our business works is we're, we're, we're B2C and also B2B, right? So we, we need industry, like partners, the deals, and we also need consumers to perpetuate the system working. So we need both to work together. So we, we have to target both. If we don't have the dealers, the consumers get a bad experience. If we don't have consumers, no one wants to pay to use your service. It's just the way it works. So um, like trying try LinkedIn to, to target, target that. Um, what has worked for us is- That didn't work as well. well it, it, was, it was a really high rate of, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was very, very expensive for the acquisition cost. Um, what, what worked though for, for that was, um, was EDMs. So, so electronic mail distributions and mail blasts um, works really well for us. In, in, certain, in Australia? Yeah, in Australia. Um, in Canada, it's, it's slightly different because we had a partner who had existing dealerships, um, but not all of them came on board automatically, so we had to go pitch. So I, I, I flew to Vancouver, landed on a Sunday, and from Monday through to Friday, I visited in the vicinity of 53 dealerships, back to back, every day. Yep. I can't even tell you where I went because I literally get into the car, they drive me around, and I'd get out and I'd pitch and sing and dance and get back in the car and get somewhere else and jump out and do something. And you did EDM for, to basically get those meetings? Or uh, were you just no, knocking so, doors? So, so for, for, for Canada, they were, they were primed okay. that we were coming. Um, and then it was just pitch, 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 pitch. Mm. Right? Um, objection, 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 pitch, pitch, pitch. pitch. Um, but, but here in Australia, because we don't have a massive uh, BDM team, like it's literally like, hey, here's, a, here's some value in, in what we do, and, and, and it's funny, the, the churn rate of our EDM list is really, really low. Really All low. Right. Yeah. And, um, and how do you get around you know, the, the legality of, of EDMs and sending emails without? Yeah, so you need permission, <laughs> like most things in life. Like, you know, no means no. Yeah. Um, so, so try and stick with that as a general rule for most things. Um, but I think, I think uh, yeah, so you, you can't, Try not to blindly blast people who have zero interest in what you do, right? And, and, and when you blast people, don't blast them about your latest, coolest product. You have to, unless it's driving them direct value. Like you have to drive people value. People want value. Um, and, and you have to give some stuff away for free to get some stuff back. Because if they don't know who you are and there's already an incumbent who owns the market, you've got to get in there some way, right? Um, and if it means you have to give a little to get a little, Fair enough. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about um, let's let's move away from from partnership. Let's talk about um, skilling up. So you started this with a background, obviously very strong in, in business development um, in, in that area, but you also had to upskill really quickly, um, specifically around marketing, even you know a little bit about technology. Even though you know Tom is there as a CTO, um, but um, how did you you know what, what were the challenges that you were you were faced with in the early days when you were like, all right, I'm going to put my marketing hat on, um, yeah. and I'm going to now be the um, you know st startup founder who's going to take care of marketing. What were the, some of those challenges in the early days? N knowing how to pick the bullshit. Okay. <laughs> right? What, because does, what does that mean? Can, so can you so, so you, if you go out into the market and you're like, hey, I have this thing that does the thing, people are going to be like, hey, I can help you with XYZ. And if you don't quite understand what XYZ means, you've got to work that out really, really quickly to see what they're talking about and how that's going to drive you, like, you know, how you're going to drive an outcome. Um, I did a lot of reading. I'm not, I, I wasn't traditionally a reader, um, but I read a lot now. And that, that's like blogs, that's, 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 that's reading books, 
Um, it's, it's trying to learn from other people's experiences. No, no two stories are the same. So if you read someone's story, it's not gonna replicate into yours. But what you might pick up is like, hey, I recognize what's happening here to this person. And okay, that's how they got to point Y. I might end up at point X, but if you acknowledge it and, and can accept and, and see patterns, it's, it's certainly a good way to do it. Um, so, 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 you know, I, I, I read a lot. I gotcha. Read a lot. Yeah. Well, were there cer certain services that came up, and you, you know, you you were attracted at the first, and then later on you realized that's not a that's not a uh, there's an example come up when you think about it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of digital marketing experts. Yeah. Uh, be careful. Gotcha. Right, um, and, and and be sure that you know what you're paying for. Mm. Um, we haven't used any. That's my caveat on that because I haven't found one that works for us and what we do or would drive us value. So we do it all internally. Um, and that's very heavy and time consuming, but time is irrelevant. Like it's, it's, it's our business, it's our belief. Like if we're not working, it's not, it's not about working to death, like that, that's stupid, but it's, it's about maximizing all the hours that you have to, to drive the best result you can. Mm. I'll come back to not working to death because I think that's a, that's an interesting point, and, and it kind of get that point gets lost when you're in the startup world. Oh, yeah. um, but um, so, all right. So you, you basically cleaning the information that is coming at you um, and figuring out which one is right. So maybe tell us a little bit about what what how did that process look like? You do a lot of reading. Is there anything else other than reading that you that you you would attribute um, to basically upskilling? It, it's it's a lot of. I know it sounds like I like to talk, right? Um, I don't, I really don't like to talk. I like to try and listen, right? So I, I think what happens is, is in situations like this, I listen and I try and drive value. Like my story might not gel with 90% of you. And that's cool because we're doing something completely different from what you do or you're just like, I don't see any value in what he does. And that, that's cool. We're, I'm not building a product for everyone to use. We're building a product to, to fit a requirement of certain people. And, and that seems to be working for our market. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's understanding certain points and, and picking up on certain things. So an example is when we went to uh, build this out, listen, it was, never, it was never designed to be an app. Like there was just a solution in mind and a way to get to that win was to go through technology, right? So I never started up to be a startup founder. And when people tell me that they wanna be a startup founder as like a thing, I'm like, how does one even be a startup founder, right? Like I, I was so, looking to solve a problem that, that was really specific to our industry and to consumers of that industry that I had 15 years of experience of and technology was a way for us to do it. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people want to be startups because it's cool. <coughs> I hate's a bad word, but like, you know, I, we're not, like, I don't it's like being a startup. Yeah, like, like we're, we're, we're a small business. <laughs> we're a small business that, that's trying to scale and grow our product. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, All right, cool. let's come back to what you read and what helped you upskill yep. um, in those early days. Do you, got, do you got recommendations? Do you got blogs that you visit often? Is it podcasts? Is it books? Love to go through that list. You know what it is? It's the ecosystem. Like there's so much out there that, that people can, can learn from, right? And there's so many events like this that you can learn and, and grow from. Um, and, and, and pick up little things like, you know, it, it's, it's not about going to something and, and being like, wow, that was life changing, even though if it was, thank you. And, but if it, if it isn't, that's okay. It doesn't have to be. 
But if there's little things that you take away from it, then cool, that, that's, that's my job done. I'm, I'm, I'm happy talking about what we've done. And like I said, it's completely different to what you might do, and that's okay. Um, but in, in terms of books, um, I, I really, really uh, enjoyed uh, Philip Knight, um, Shoe Dog, yeah. right? Um, and that's the story of Nike. Um, and, and that was an amazing story. Um, and it's, it's certainly not what I thought that brand went through. And, and to get to how it got to what it got to. Um, the, also the story of Twitter was quite good. Um, they've also gone through a lot of changes and it's funny how the team that exited is now back into it. Um, and, and also uh, Chaos Monkey uh, was quite good. Um, I, although with Chaos Monkey, it's kind of like three books in one. Um, I kind of found the last part of that book irrelevant to where I was at. Um, and I found the, the start and the middle really, really valuable. Like, you know, took the rest with a grain of salt. Um, that was my personal experience of it. Um, things like um, uh, Platform Revolution was really great because of what we do being a platform. Um, uh, it certainly had some great, great, um, you know, one percenters in it. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, there's, there's, there's so much information out there and try and consume as much of it as you can. Like, you know, not all of it's going to be great, but, you know, y it'll help you, it'll help you evolve. Any podcasts or blogs that come to mind? And if it doesn't, that's awesome. Yeah, no, look, I, I think... <laughs> Uh, there's like obviously a lot of people attracted to the, the Gary Vay type of thing now and, and that's cool I, I, I get it and um, it, 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 it's 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 awesome any podcasts um, or really blogs that come to mind if it doesn't I think people are different different spaces different places right um, and, and again it's 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 picking up on little bits and pieces I, I really enjoyed uh, launch Vic's first podcast series um, in regards to um, culture app um, so it literally went through the whole story of culture app over like an eight series thing um, and that was really, really cool. It was really, really well done. Um, and yeah, I, I, I highly recommend reading, uh, listening to that because that was, that was quite, mm, quite gosh, valuable. When you start a, um, when, when you get into the startup world, it's, uh, it's sometimes really hard figuring out your gaps, right? Especially the knowledge gaps of what you don't know that you don't know. Mm. How did you, did you have that experience at the beginning? Yeah, 100%. And how did you, you know, how did you solve that? How did you, well, you Still don't know what I don't know. Okay. Yep. Right? Yep. But, but what, and, and like, like, I know, I know my industry. I know my product. I, I have a good idea of how, who our consumers are and how they use the product now after all the, all the time that we've been in market. What I don't know is the best use case of technology. Like when we went to first start the app, right? And then when it was supposed to be an app, everyone's like, oh, you gotta, it's, it's gotta be native, right? Our app's not native, our app's a hybrid and it works freaking sweet. And that's, and we can deploy it anywhere really, really quickly, right? But I went into that research myself. I was like, cause native I knew was really expensive. I was like, well, is there an option B? <coughs> and I just started Googling, I started reading and then literally the next morning I called him and I was like, hey, I'm like, what happens if it's like a hybrid? Trying to sound all cool, right? And he was like, he was like, that could work. And then we went down this journey, right? So now, 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 it's it's um, part native and it's part hybrid. It's it's like this crazy Frankenstein thing that works. Okay. Um, but you know, it's it, it it does what it does. Right. Okay. Look, I got one last question. Then I'll I'll open it up for uh, for more questions from 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 the uh, from everybody else. But um, you mentioned about not killing yourself in in the startup world, right? Um, <laughs> I want to know how you balance that for yourself because I think it's it's a, it's something that I have a challenge with, right? And I've realized, you know, you, when you when you read a lot and when you hear about it, um, I've definitely had experiences where I would work 80, 90 hours a yeah. week, um, but 
I've also started to realize that probably that's not the best way because your efficiency really drops. And even though people talk about it, um, at least for me, it doesn't work. But sometimes you get sucked into it. Yeah. So what is your experience with being super involved with, um, with your startup and being, you know, putting those hours in? How do, you, how do you optimize that? How do you make it work? Or do you go, did you go back and scale back? How does that work for you? So it hasn't. Um, <laughs> that's the short answer. So look, Canada's really killing us. Um, Canada's, Canada's market traction has been enormous, which is great, but it's really, really hard. So I, I, I was talking about my sleep tracker before. In the last, I, I've been back in Australia for about three weeks and, and my current average hours of sleep are 94 minutes. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So I've, I've, been, I've been up since uh, 12.50. And we had, a, we had a meeting with stakeholders in Canada at four o'clock in the morning. We had another one at seven o'clock in the morning. And then we started our day in Australia because Australia switches on, right? So I can't balance it really, really well. I know I need to balance it better. My family, so my, my wife and my three little kids evicted me out of the house. Like they were like, dad, you're here, but you're not here. And that hurt. Like I was like driving like back to Melbourne. I was like in tears. Oh, my family hates me. Like I don't get it. And then like, it clicked. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I'm... I'm physically there, like there's this, this blob of dad that hangs around the house, but I'm so, I'm so in my head, right? Thinking about what's happening, what needs to happen next, how we're gonna sort this problem, what we're gonna do with it. Like, you know, it's just constant and consuming. Um, so lately I've been like, you know, and, and the Canada, Canada launch is, is kind of negated that, but it's, it's been trying to take time to, to like, you know, walk the dog, clear the head, listen to music, chill out, engage with the family again, and so I'm, I'm, I'm consciously trying to engage my family. That sounds crazy, right? But it, I, it, that's my story. Mm, it, gotcha. It's literally that. So like, you know, I, I, it needs to be better. I, I accept that and I recognize that. But right the second, it can't be. All right. That's real. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, thanks a lot. Saws <laughs> all those who wanted to sleep and have a startup. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, do we have questions uh, in the uh, in the audience? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, thanks for the presentation, first of all. No and problem. second of all, uh, you kind of mentioned the growing pains, you know, when you first started uh, scaling up in Australia, and like a couple of different channels you used to kind of grow your like B2C and uh, B2B side, right? And um, do you have any advice or like story behind it uh, to kind of find out the different channels that work for you? Is it just trial uh, and error? Or? 100%. Sorry, I'm just going to repeat the question because we're recording. So the question is, um, have, you, have you found any, uh, there's a methodology of trialing, tr trying in, in different channels and see if it works or not. That's right, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and 100%. So, so there's, no, there's no silver bullet for any industry, right? Like my network of people prior to starting a startup was dealership people. Like that's who my network was. That's who I knew. That didn't help, <laughs> right? I thought, I thought surely with my contacts and all these people that I know, I'm gonna go out to market with this thing that, that does all these things. And the first person I went to was a really close friend. And I went, hey, I've got this cool thing. Like this is an industry um, when we kind of had a plan of what it was. I was like, what do you think? He's like, shit, I hate it. I was like, uh, what? He's like, he's like, it might work, it might not work. I'm not in. Uh, I, remember, I remember specifically driving home from that being like, I, I don't what happened like I was completely blindsided by it um, and then and then obviously you then have to work out what next like you know 
one no doesn't define you. A million no's doesn't define you either. It's, it's, if you believe in your product, you keep pushing your product. Your product might have to pivot and change if you keep getting the same no for the same reason. Like that, that's someone trying to, or that, that's, a, that's a certain sector of people trying to tell you something. So you gotta listen, right? Um, but it's, it's also about understanding that, like if you keep getting no's for different reasons, and they're, they're scattered, that's because a certain industry might be scared or, or, or they, they don't want it, right? Like you look, at, you look at hotels and stuff like that, no one wants another Trivago. Because, you know, because, but as Trivago, you're like, yeah, we, we, we killed it, right? But as, as all the hoteliers and, and accommodation places, you don't want to see another big beast come in and, and eat more of your margin, right? No one wants that. Um, so as, as, as industry, right? Um, like, you know, it's all cool and well and good disrupting things. But if you're relying on the people that you're disrupting to pay you, yeah. It's a tricky situation. All right, I'm just going to be annoying and I'm going to repeat every question, so please. No, that's cool. Um, so you're mentioning the, um, you went overseas to the UK with Australia. Uh, Launch Vic. I oh, don't, no, Vic Trade. Yeah, Vic um, And you're most likely associated with other like Australian or trade organisations. How um, beneficial have they been to growth or getting a foot into a market? That you want to get into. Australian government's effect on, on growing into different... <laughs> oh, that's different right, you're repeating sorry, it, sorry. I'm going to repeat, it's yeah, recording, I, like, I, so I I'm heard sorry. it, man, I'm like, Because it's going to be, yeah, sorry, I just no, got to okay. do it. <laughs> I, I get it now, so yeah, I'm, I'm really hard with learning, clearly. Um, uh, really good, but we haven't entered any of the markets that we've gone with them to. So, but that's that's for different reasons, right? So, so we so we applied to and 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 putting everything on the table. The only one we applied for was the UK one, um, and that was a because we looked at the size of the market that the UK was. Um, there was a there was a, a connection that that helped us get to the door to to be able to apply for it, and we got accepted, right? By being accepted doesn't mean that they pay for everything. You pay for everything to get there. So you pay flights, accommodation, everything. What? Uh, Vic Trade did was they said, okay, we'll set up three meetings for you through our connections. So they, they set up a few meetings, like they, they set up three meetings, um, and they, they try and uh, make it so they're industry-based. So all my meetings were obviously automotive. Um, and, and they were okay, um, didn't get a lot out of it. What I got a lot out of was hustling the hell out of everyone myself while I was there. So I went to, so I think, I think there was something like five events scheduled for the trip, I ended up going to 27 events myself, right? So I'd literally go to like a start meet like this, and I'd be sitting there and be like, that guy up the front's talking nothing, like, like you guys probably, <laughs> probably been thinking. And then I'd leave like halfway through because I knew there was another startup event down the road. And I'd literally like run down and go to that one and try and catch the end of it. And then if that was somewhere, then I'd run to another one. Like we, we worked our butts off. And same thing in, in San Fran. So, uh, we ended up going there with Google for Entrepreneur again. Um, that, was, that was great, that was a massive experience. We got to do Startup Alley there, and we made some amazing connections. But it was all the connections and our own meetings that we set up while we were there. And a lot of these meetings happened with a, with a LinkedIn request. Literally, hey, we're gonna be in San Francisco. Um, are you able to catch up for a coffee? We do X, Y, Z. And we got lots of fresh air. We got lots of, sorry, I'm in Egypt. Um, and we got lots of like, yeah, sure. Why not, right? We even ended up rocking up to a meeting that the guy totally forgot that he booked with us. He actually didn't give us an address to show up, but we Googled his address and showed up at his office. And he went, oh, uh, I suppose if you're here, you're here. 
we ended up launching another company with him three months later in the US. Yeah. Boom. I remember repeat questions, please. Um, I'm Jemima Miller, you can find me on LinkedIn later. Very cool, I will, I'll be pinging everyone. Thank you. Um, I'm interested to know what tools did you use to determine which markets to expand into? That, tools that's a, for expanding into markets. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go for it. Great question, Jemima. Thank you, Shaheen. Um, what, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's different for each industry, right? So Google is the world's greatest tool for everything, especially if you need to find out if you have cancer or not. Um, turns out I have multiple forms of diseases, um, just from Dr. Google. Um, <laughs> that probably stemmed from sleep deprivation. Um, but but um, what, so we, we look at a market and we try and assess it. There's, there's certain markets in, in the globe that you're like North America, right? Makes sense, and it makes sense on scale for a lot of different businesses. It's funny because North America wasn't on our top five entry list. Like, I wanted to launch into South Africa, I wanted to launch into Indonesia, I wanted to launch into Brazil, all before we got to North America. Where are we now? We're in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, looking to launch into the US next year. So, opportunities come and things change. Um, obviously, we wanted to, like, America is, is such a big market for most businesses, right? So it's an obvious target. I didn't think we were going to be ready, and I didn't know what would happen with, with the app initially. So things change, and, and markets change, and, and opportunities change is, is what I guess I'm trying to say. Um, and, and same with the UK. Like, you know, we're looking back at the UK now, but we're looking to launch a different vertical into the UK because I don't think the car play is going to work there. But there are no specific tools that, uh, that come to mind. I, I, conversations, like, so the, the Department of um, Trade UK, literally based down the road, um, are phenomenal. You, you tell them what industry you're in, they'll have a consult with you, and they'll get their team back in the UK to research your industry in the UK, and they'll give you all that data for free. Right? Um, yeah, do it, it's great. Jintare, and uh, yeah. That, that's her name, ping her on LinkedIn, and, and yeah, cool. she, she's phenomenal. Uh, yep, please, we'll come back uh, to you. When you've expanded <coughs> into other countries, how do you handle payments, taxes, and things like that? What, what goes on? Uh, payments and taxes in different countries. Thank you so much. Awesome. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like a delay, like an international <laughs> line. Um, great, great question. Uh, a lot of different structure. Right, so we, we started off our business with quite a good business structure. Um, and by business structure, I mean the company that owns the different entities, that owns the IP, that then passes out to the different, different parts of our business. That all got chopped and changed when the international stuff started to expand. We found it easy dealing with Commonwealth countries, and we were literally at our accountants again today, like literally before we came here, because we were like, look, we're getting all this income. <laughs> we're getting income in from Canada now. Um, like, you know, is that something that we need to, like, is GST a thing, right? And because we invoice with GST included, and they're like, mm, I think because of the way it's set up and they're a Commonwealth country, you don't actually have to charge for it, and we're going to get some clarity on that. But it's, it's having good people around you that can help you with those situations. So are you charging from Australia? Yeah, 100%. Or did you get a company in each? No, so, so we ha currently have one company that is an Australian entity, um, and that charges all the money funnels back into Australia currently. Currently, that's my caveat. We're looking to change that, um, and we've got quite a quite an epic um, setup in front of us. But yeah, right now everything comes back to Australia. Caveat on that. Sorry, caveat on that. Australian tax laws 
uh, quite tight. Uh, even if you make money overseas and push it through an overseas entity, there's many repercussions that happen back here that may not even let you touch it. So, yeah, so, so research that really, really closely because I was just like, holy cow, what's the point of doing any of it? So it's, it's about trying to maximize the dollars in your pocket, right? If that's what you're aiming for. Cool, go for it. Yeah. Thank you for the presentation. I have a question. So how can you make sure the quality of the product or service are, are still good while you expand very fast? Expansion, very fast, and how do you keep the quality in check? Great question. Um, it's, it's the, the code is really reliable. <laughs> Back to me hating people. Sorry, disliking people. Um, like, you know, so, so the, the, the code is really reliable. The code's the code, right? So whatever the code does in one place, if, it, if you're going to replicate it somewhere else, it's going to do basically the same thing. What changes is the deployment and the people that you have part of that deployment. So we worked really hard to create a playbook for our Canadian counterparts that we can deploy to them and say, look, here is a big playbook of all processes, procedures, correspondence, frequently asked questions, and so on and so forth, and provided that to them. We then went over there and trained, and then we're continuing to, to keep that moving, right? Um, and we offer our dealers and our, our partners over there complete support. That's why we're up at 1 o'clock in the morning talking to people in Ontario. Um, yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. But on that point, um, what have you found to be a really effective um, process system to create processes? Because it's a, it's a, you know, I can imagine it's a. Um, I've tried to create processes for our business a lot of times, and it's, it's really hard. Yeah. You know, we've tried video recording screens and explaining through tutorials. We've tried documenting things. Um, processes change. You know, you got to update that, and if it's a massive document, sometimes people don't even read it so you produce it it's not even effective have you found a way that it's you know works for you and uh, so so what's worked for us so far and again we're not you know this isn't Google this is not Elon I'm Sean we're a small company right but what, what's worked for us is is small small packets of information along with something that people can refer to so we do we, 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 we write a process and then we produce a video tutorial and then people are still like, how do I reset my password? And we sit there going, there's a button that says reset password in front of you. <laughs> but we're like, hi, thanks, thanks for... Uh, so what you'll find is that there's a button that says, you know what, I'll just do it for you, right? So there's, there's certain things that you have to do to, to maintain that quality, um, and it, it, it is difficult. But if you plan to go into a different market, you, can, you don't have to do anything. We commit to that market. That's why there's 94 minutes of sleep going on in my life. Gotcha. Right. Um, yeah, please. Jim Stasis. With tremendous expansion uh, came the focus on new customers, um, especially for B2C. Have you found any difficulty in getting them to repeat buy? Because over two years, they wouldn't do typically two car deals. So retention, basically. So how do you bring customers back? Is that... Uh, B2B, how do you retain uh, yeah. the industry players? Yeah, how do you retain? Yeah, how do you retain customers? So B two B is a little bit easier, right? So B two B, it's it's about establishing an initial relationship and then maintaining that relationship with little bits of information. So we give our dealers like from month to month, we give them tips, tricks, information, new new releases, new features, looking for feedback on this. Like we try and engage our network of of B two B 
um, uh, dealers to, to make sure that we're on the right path because they're, they're the users of the product every day. Consumers, on the other hand, is a little bit different. Our cost of acquisition for a consumer is really, 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 really low. Uh, we've managed to, over the last 12 months, get that down to a fine art for what we do, um, and that seems to be working. So all the, to, for, for Australia to get to the level that Canada already is within a month, took three months in Australia, right? Um, and then it was, okay, then in New Zealand, how do we get it to do the same thing? And then by the time we launched into Canada, we're like, okay, we think we got this, and we did it, and it worked, but then we need to refine. Um, and in regards to uh, repeat consumers, our app generally stays on someone's phone for four weeks and then it's deleted, right? App retention isn't something that we focus on. We see ourselves as a tool. We, at this point in time, there's no point in us being on someone's phone for two years. It's, it's irrelevant and, and we're just taking up real estate and most people go and churn through apps really quickly, right? Um, I, I know I certainly do. Sometimes I even delete my own app and then I'm like, hang on, I need that and then I have to reload it. Um, but what, what it does is, we, we focus on being a tool and, and useful for a consumer. Um, and and that's, that's our sole mission. So whether someone downloads us and keeps them on, uh, us on their phone for three weeks, I don't actually want to be on someone's phone for more than three weeks because we haven't, we haven't executed on what we said we would do. We're just helping get the best deal. Like if we're on someone's phone for longer than that period, there's something going wrong. Or if we see that same consumer come back through the system over and over again, we've done something wrong. Cool. Last two questions. Um, go for it. I was thinking about uh, customer support uh, and dealing with multiple time zones. Um, do you think you do that well right now? Uh, and if not, um, how are you looking at changing that or making sure that you're able to deal with customers' support in, across different time zones? Yeah, do you do uh, customer support well, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know what? Right now, we look amazing because we're all over it. Um, and and we, I, I literally had this random conversation with someone from Ontario at three o'clock in the morning who wanted to talk about data science. And I was like, sure, right? But th that, that's what we do. We, we, we say we have live support. We have to be there giving live support. When the dealers require something, we're there for our dealers. Like even walking into here, there was a dealer who, who it's, it was 10 p.m. when they were uh, on our uh, intercom system chatting to, to our support. And I was watching it, and they're like, um, by mist, what does that mean? I was like, it means that they are mist. I'm like, huh, so how do I not miss them? And then it was like walking them through the process, and then at the end, they're like, oh, thank you, thanks for that. Like, you know, so, so things that you think are simple and easy and so on and so forth, you have to allow to, to, to deal with some really, really crazy stuff. How we're planning to do it in the future is a great question. Um, so we're, we're looking to, the, the plan is to deploy teams into those regions. Um, and they might be uh, uh, with a partner. So with the partner that we have over there, it might be something that they own that, that, that project on. Or it might be a, a combined team where we utilize some of their people and we have some people on the ground who are, who are our, our people, right? Um, so there's different ways to do different things. In Vietnam, uh, we've got a whole fleet of people because labor is a lot cheaper, right? So, so that's, a, that's a different thing. So we're going to have a whole bunch of our people running around. Um, but it's, in Canada, the cost of acquisition for employees is a lot more. So it, it's, it's different, different horses for courses. Cool. One last question. Um, go for it. First off, good presentation. Thank you very much. Uh, two quick points. I totally agree with LinkedIn. And I'm a weird person like you. People phone up on the phone. I see they actually hang up on me. So I'm glad I'm not alone <laughs> for my wife's case as well. My question is, um, with your being a startup, 
the pricing that you set up, um, maybe in Australia first, what's your sort of challenges in sort of working out the pricing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how did you figure out uh, your, uh, your pricing strategy? Oh, huh? uh, yeah, and I'm trying to like yeah. rephrase so it doesn't sound the same, yeah, really you good. know. It's really good. But, uh, Can't wait to watch yeah. the video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, is that an echo? It's like, no, it's just a um, But like, you know, so a great question. Um, so we, we initially went to the market as a, a SaaS business, right? We were like, hey, dealers, great news. We're going to be a subscription service. And all the dealers went, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> who, who are you? How do we know you're going to drive volume? How do we know they're going to be quality? Get out of my dealership. And we went, hmm, okay, that wasn't what we expected. Uh, so then we went, great news, guys. We're going to charge you like everyone else charges you. And they went, yeah, okay, we're, we're cool with that. And we're like, weird, okay. So we did that. And then it got to a point where they were like, mm, nah, you're charging us too much now because we're seeing too much traffic. <laughs> right, right. Guess what? We're back to the subscription service, right? Um, but it's it's different for different geographies. So Vietnam is a completely different setup to what Australia is. New Zealand's now in the same setup that Australia is, and Canada is a completely different setup um, because that you have to take in the factors of, of, of the, the, the partnerships and so on and so forth that you have in that region and how to drive again that that mutually beneficial result. And and if anyone's got any other questions. Thomas and I will be here. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be around for sure. But I'm just going to ask another question, um, a follow up to that. Um, do you think this is a question that I've got so many times that people are building an an idea or working on an idea and they have that question of, look, what do I do with pricing? How do I you know how do I charge people um, before having the product? Do you think there would have been any way for you to know? Um, how much you should charge your um, customers or clients and so on and so forth before having the product uh, out there? I, I thought I had it nailed. I, I, I thought the initial, and what's really funny, the subscription service that we initially pitched was about $500 less than the subscription service that we're getting now, right? But we, like, so I initially came up with this, this concept and, and it was going to be this awesome subscription service and, and all the dealers were going to love it and we're going to be like this big hero and yada, yada, yada. And, it didn't happen because what I thought and what I had seen, and this like I've been in the industry 15 years, like this is all I did. I thought I this was the secret jumbo juice, like this is it, but it wasn't. So I, I guess it's I guess it's experiencing different markets and experiencing what people are going to say, and and funnily enough, no one wants to pay for anything. Weird. Um, so it's it's trying to make sure that you're driving value, and once you once you hit that, they're getting value from it. That's easy. Well, not easy, it's better. They'll still hate you. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Well, look, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up on, on that note. Um, I'll just, before we, we finish off, um, I want to I thank you for, uh, for this great evening. Seriously, it was, uh, it was, it was great. I think it was, there was plenty of insight that, uh, that went around. And thank you, thank you everyone, for, uh, for coming. Now, um, our, uh, about our next event, I was just, before we wrap up, I was going to talk about our next event as well, which is, um, which Bowden from, um, from Catapult is going to talk about um, the story of Catapult and how they grew. And they're, they're a really fascinating uh, Melbourne startup that you probably haven't heard of, but they are in like 10 countries and, um, and growing crazy as well. Um, very, you know, a growth story very similar to, uh, to, to Sean's. So, um, so it would be, it would be great to uh, have you at the, at the next event, which is in, I think, like three weeks. Um, Just quickly, Catapult are amazing. They do like legit, amazingly cool stuff. And, and their, their product is, is, is I, I know their story a little bit, and it's, it's 
you want to come to that, that one's really cool. They're, yeah, they're, really, they're really awesome. Um, and they've landed Mark Cuban as an, as an investor, so uh, they must be doing something right. And uh, yeah, and on, on that note, please just help me. Uh, thanks, Sean, for uh, joining us. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. And for more B2B growth content, check out our website, growthcolony.org. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day.